Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Marvelous and Marvelous with your one and only neighbor and Spider Dog. Welcome, welcome. So, we have a doozy plan today. Today's episode is going to be about the new Marvel movie coming out, Thor Love and Thunder. Yay! And I thought it would be fun to do on everything you need to know from a perspective of a casual. Someone who has very surface level knowledge of the movies and the shows and has some questions that would like to be answered. Spider-Doc has come prepared to answer my questions. I did my homework. Yes, he did. Um, and we're just going to dive right into it. Though, uh, Spider-Doc, you did have a question that you wanted to like get it out to the general yeah, audience yeah. other than just did you me. like did you like my little my little theme while while we did the intro it was amazing we should get that done like officially well we can't that was the official marvel oh uh theme uh that was the non-co <laughs> non-copyrightable version mm, perfect uh, yeah uh so my question yes mm -hmm. i had a question yeah uh it's a simple question since it's been Thor has had a long journey in the MCU from the first movie, the Avengers, yeah. Avengers, Endgame. And it, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a particular character that is very important to this upcoming movie. Mm -hmm. I just want to know how how do you feel how what what are your feelings towards Jane Foster, you know, prior to her return? I was always <clears throat> very confused mm -hmm. of the like why did she leave? Because yeah. um, there's a, like a throwaway line in yeah. Ragnarok yeah, yeah. that he says, "Oh, we broke up." Yeah, and that's it. That's literally everything. And I was always so confused because their relationship seemed to be pretty strong. It was, you know, he's a superhero. Yeah, she's she's immortal, but she's in, he's in love with her, and he sh and she showed her how to in the first one when he was kind of a. Like a like a Brad yeah. dumbass like meathead. He was a a himbo. A himbo. Uh, she kind of taught him to be less himbo. I guess himboish. Yeah. I thought there was value to her character for Thor, and then she just left. Yeah. And I was like confused and kind of upset because I liked I liked Natalie Portman as yeah. an actress, of course, and I liked how she was playing Jane in the first place. Yeah. From what I can remember, okay. I haven't seen the first Thor or Dark World in a really long time. Yeah. Uh, from what I remember, yeah, I was just confused, and I'm glad she's back. Yeah. I think that's that may differ to some people. I feel well like. as somebody who recently, as recent as a couple of hours ago, uh, rewatched the the movies with her. I watched Thor on Saturday, mm -hmm. and I watched Thor: The Dark World today uh, before coming here. Uh, today I, is Monday, by the way. Just in case. yes, Monday. Uh, today, uh, I I agree with you. Uh, on the well, I don't fully agree with you, but I mostly agree with you. I really like Jane Foster's character, and I do like her friendship, her relationship with Thor to an extent. I just, at least in the first movie, I don't buy them. As a romantic couple. Mm. I see her value as a character. And I see her value in Thor's arc and journey. But to me, especially in the first movie. And still a little bit in the second movie. I always thought 
their relationship felt very superficial. Because, mm. I don't know, it's just... She's a she's a smart person. She's an intelligent person, and there's this himbo, uh, god guy. Yeah, and like he's sweet, and it's not it's not that I don't see why they wouldn't be attracted to each other, but I just feel like it it came on so fast between the two. I I I it didn't make sense to me how gun-ho she was on him she was immediately thirsting over him and she was just like you could see that she wanted him immediately right and i get it chris hemsworth my goodness yeah beautiful man what a specimen of course anybody would be like very attracted immediately attracted right though to be fair he also had the the weird dyed eyebrows and dyed beard in the first one (laughs) which kind of like it, it 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 took him from like a like a ten to like an eight point five. Made him very cartoonish. Yeah, in a way. Which I'm very glad they got rid of that immediately. Oh, but you know that's long gone by now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just wish there would have been more of a slow burn between their relationship, from because as a as a character of science, I would understand why she's intri- intrigued. By his existence. Right. But I never understood why she was interested in him romantically. Other than because she found him out. Right. And vice versa, the same I can say with Thor. Like, she's 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 a good, nice human being. But she's not like an exceptionally <laughs> nice, good human being either. Right. She's not like the pinnacle human that... No one else could have taught him humanity but her. I feel like if they would have started with like a friendship and maybe like a budding a budding of heads right. with them at, at at the start, that could have made for a more interesting dynamic between them. It, like a villains who not a not a villain. No, it's like like hate to love type thing. Yeah. Okay. That would have like made eventually made made their relationship once they did come together, feel more impactful, Okay, in my opinion. A question that I don't have, not part of the main questions. Jane Foster was a main part of Thor's character in the comics? Yes, yes. Jane Foster, I mean... She's she's like the Mary Jane to Peter Parker. Yes, but like, less impactful. She hasn't always been there Mm. in the comics. She comes and goes. Um... It started out with a romance between them, but she she like she hasn't always been a mainstay in the comics okay. as much as Mary Jane has been for Peter Parker, I would say. But oh. obviously now now in the comics she's has a wider presence since uh, the movies, you think? I think yeah, I I would say that I would if if it was like me theorizing, I would mm-hmm. say that Yes, the reason why they made her uh, into the new Thor is because of her impact in the movies. But that's all speculation. Uh, I'm sure the answer is out there somewhere. I'm sure someone has talked about it, a comic creator or whatever, but I don't know it for sure. Right. But I just imagine, yeah, it's probably because of the popularity from the comics that she became, she she 
came into the limelight again. Okay. <clears throat> uh, now, now we, you know, we'll start with the with the main questions, and you know, officially starting the segment. Everything you need to know for Thor: Love and Thunder for uh, Thursday's July eighth release uh, in the states, at least, as far as we're concerned. Da -da -da! So, my first question is about Gore, the god killer, the yeah. villain, which is, who is Gore, and why is he after Thor? Okay, so, Gore, um, I would describe him as a twisted take on the story of Job from the, from the Bible. John? Job. Job. Yeah, he's, his, his. To put it simple, his story is about uh, God and, like, Lucifer. They, they, they make, like, this one deal about Job. He was, like, the most faithful to God. And eventually, Lucifer makes a bet with, with God that, oh, I bet if, if you just let me do a bunch of terrible shit to him, that his faith will break. And oh. God's like, oh, no, his, his faith is never going to break. Uh, that's really neat and he he takes the, the Lucifer on that bet and Lucifer kills his family kills his 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 wife the the children his like crops are dead <laughs> you know they sa Satan puts Lucifer through the ringer yeah <laughs> uh I mean job through the ringer job, yeah yeah uh and it it kind of starts out that way for for Gore, mm -hmm. in the sense that he come, came from a planet of believers of of a higher power, of gods, not necessarily the Christian god, obviously. Like right. if every planet in 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 the Marvel comics has their own religion and all that. Okay. Um, but there there he comes from a planet that is very barren. Uh, it doesn't rain. There's very little food source, and it's always a struggle to survive. Uh, ever since he was born, it's been a struggle. His like his parents are dead. Uh, he has a wife. She dies like for uh, the the floor crumbling be beneath her while she was pregnant with one of their child. His only child left eventually dies of hunger, and. He, he's with his tribe, and his tribe is, like, he buries his child, which in their culture is, like, blasphemous. Oh, burying a child, okay. Yeah, apparently they have this thing where they have to hang the, the corpse for so that their soul can reach the heavens. Holy shit. Uh, and Gora's at that point, he's like, why? Yeah. Why, are we, why, why are we doing, obviously the gods are not don't exist yeah they they never existed because otherwise we would not be dealing with all the, the this shit that we're dealing with yeah like and he just he's just fed up he he stops understandably he stops be believing and everybody in his tribe starts uh to shun him as a non-believer as a as blasphemous they start throwing rocks at him uh, and they just leave him out up to his own to fend for himself. Fend for himself. At at that point, he's like he's about to die. You know, he doesn't have. There's no water. There's no food source for him. He's just completely fucked. 
But he's like, whatever. It's not like, I, I'm just going to die. It, <laughs> everything's going to go dark. Yeah. And it's not going to matter. Until two gods come crashing from, from above. Yeah. They were fighting. It's a, it's a golden armored god and a dark armored god. And the, they're both like the, the, the dark armored one is, is dead. And the golden armored one is dying with a sword stabbed into his chest. And at that point, like it happens right in front of Gore. And he's like, what? So you are real? <laughs> Where have you been this whole time when we've prayed, we've asked for your, your help? And he's, and he's like dying. He's like, please help me. And he's like, why would I help you right. when all, none of you have ever answered any of my pleas? Prayers. Prayers, exactly. L literally. <laughs> and so at that point, he takes the sword that was stabbed into the this god. The god, yeah. And he gains immense power, Ooh. which he now uses in order to kill all gods. Gore the god killer. The god Butcher. 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 And like the sword, we've seen it in the trailers. Yes. Like this is a major part of his character. Yes. Wow. That is an, like legitimately a freaking awesome, like, uh, what's the word? Um, origin, origin story. story yeah. Awesome. Awesome story. <clears throat> and from what I've seen, like some videos of, uh, who's, what's, the director's name is um, Taika Watiti. Yeah, he was talking about how they had to redesign Gore. Yeah, because to... he looked a lot like uh, Voldemort. Yes, which uh, people have had a lot of mixed feelings about it. What do you think? Um, I kind of understand it in a sense because they casted Christian Bale. Yes, he's an amazing actor. I love that. And too. if you like cover his face up with CGI, and what's the point? Yeah, you're kind of like. You're you're taking away, like at least fifty percent of his performance mm -hmm. there, because acting is such a visual, you know, thing. Yeah, his facial expressions, the way he moves, which can still be sort of captured with CGI, but it can't be fully right captured. So I I think I understand it, but I also understand why people people are disappointed. Yeah. I think they could have added features that are part of Gore's design that wouldn't have taken away from Christian Bale's performance because he also has like these tentacles in his head. Oh. Uh two little tentacles. I don't know if those are ears or what are they. In the movie he's completely bald. Yeah, he's just bald. Yeah. I feel like they could have at least added that to 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 make it seem more like Gore. Right. So I'm kind of I'm not sure why they didn't do it. Um, Maybe it comes up in the movie. I'm not sure. We, I mean, we haven't really seen much of Gore even in the trailers. Snippets. Yeah, but when you see him, you you can clearly tell he doesn't have the those little right. little tentacle things that I'm talking about. Uh, I think I think it was a good idea, and it's and it comes and it's pretty convenient from the point I'm seeing it. It's because people who are gonna go watch this movie at theaters. Don't know who Gore is. Gore is a deep cut villain, I guess. You wouldn't like it. He's no like Green Goblin yeah. or. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's a deep cut villain. It's more that he's a very new villain. He's he's been he's come he came out like 
in the 2010s wow. era. Like That's he's, new. Yeah, yeah. He's Wild. he's not an old villain. So it's not that... I don't think it's that he's a deep cut that nobody knew about. It's just that he's so new. He's... It, you know... It, it takes time for a character right. to... But, like, I didn't know who Gore was. Yeah. Right? And, like, there's millions of people who are going to watch the movie and are like, who the fuck is this Gore dude is? And then they're going to be like, he just looks like Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. And, like, having that type of samey design happen, I, some audience members could be turned off by that and be like, oh, like, is yeah. this dude, like, a ripoff of Voldemort? And they, I feel like they want to make it known like, no, Gore is his own thing. He has a bunch of his own unique traits. And not because he just, he just looks like a very famous villain. He mm -hmm. is that famous villain. Yeah. And, you know, they're both incredibly evil, Gore and Voldemort, and they have, like, their own thing. But I'm just, I I, I understand the process. Um, people like me who are going to go watch the movie and be like, this is just a Voldemort ripoff. They don't want that. Yeah. They want something to be, they want Gore to be unique, even if that means altering his design yeah yeah no i i don't i don't think it was a bad idea to alter his design i just think they could have find found a more happy medium to, to to appease comic book fans because there's a lot a lot that that get annoyed when they they change things so dra drastically so uh i i tend to just like be like let's see how it goes and then i can judge right. but I, this is a visual medium, so I understand the disappointment. I but I don't think I don't think it will make or break the character or right. the movie. Yeah, I, I just mean, think it would have been, you know, it would have appeased comic book fans, and that's that's about it. Awesome. And I and I also think that uh, what do you think of the casting, Christian Bale? I mean, Christian Bale he's like a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he's just. It, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't think. I think a a a a villain like Gore that has a lot of nuance to him, uh, it needs an actor like this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, I'm gonna. Can you pause for a second? I need to go to the bathroom. Dale al pause beside the the green. So, question number two. Okay. Which is. Is Jane Foster turning into a female Thor new? I no 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 okay. it's not. I mean, there's there's been a what if instance way way back in the day. Okay, where Jane Foster uh became Thordis. Thordis. Yes. But that was a what if comic book that was not part of the main continuity. Okay. Now, Jane Foster becoming Thor is another more recent tale of the the 2010 eras. Oh, okay. Uh it actually came after Gore. Interesting. Which uh the story behind that which will probably be nothing like the nothing like the reason it happens in, in the movie. But in the comic books, his fight with Gore shook him up so much. Authority. Not Yeah. Not physically, but mentally. Because he started to doubt godlyhood as right. well. Okay. He started to wonder, <clears throat> wait, are gods 
really good or are we just like more trouble than we're worth? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that question started to rank in his head. And there was this whole storyline called Original Sin, which I'm not going to get into, but basically Nick Fury, Watcher, secret shenanigans. <laughs> and Nick Fury whispers something into, Go into Thor's ear to basically decommission him. And he whispers, Gore was right. Oh my god. And that like, Completely fucked Thor up. And he... Was no longer worthy... Of using Majolnir. Wow! Yeah. Like, he couldn't pick it up anymore. He couldn't pick it up anymore. That is awesome! That's crazy! Yes. That's an awesome comic! Like, that's amazing! He just was not worthy. Yeah, he was... Because he, the, the, he was so doubtful. So he was so doubtful of himself... And of gods in general... That it, it, it just... His hammer just dropped. So cool. And from there, a little time, little, little time passed, and suddenly someone picked up the hammer. And it was a mystery for a, for a, for a long while. Ooh. Like, who is this mysterious new Thor? Uh, we All that was known is that it's a female. Mm-hmm. And... So, you know, Thor himself, Thor himself, the actual Thor, Thor Odinson. Odinson. He stopped calling himself Thor because he said he was no longer worthy of the name as well. Did either. he go by? He just went by Odinson. Odinson, okay. Uh, and he was investigating who, who was it that, who picked up the hammer? Why did they pick it up and all that? Yeah. And it turns out, eventually, they f we find out it was Jane Foster. Awesome. Who is not in optimal conditions currently. She had recently been diagnosed with cancer. Damn. Terminal? Yes, terminal cancer. She, she was going through chemotherapy. She was bald. She was like, you know, the usual thing. And... When she found out that Thor was no longer worthy, um, she thought to herself, well, there needs to be a Thor to protect the world. Right. And I don't remember how exactly she got to the moon, which is where the, the, the battle for... Between Gore, Gore and Thor. No, no, not Gore and, Th and Thor. Uh, Nick Fury and, and... It was the Avengers versus Nick Fury... But the way Nick, Fu shit. Nick Fury decommissioned, Thor and this was, was this was White Nick Fury, by the way. White Nick Fury. Yes, that's a whole other. What the fuck? That's a whole other thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't remember how she got to the to the moon, but she did. She picked it up and she became the new Thor. Interesting. And she was Thor for a really long time. Uh, until he was eventually ready to pick up the the hammer again okay and she gave it up just like that uh i know it, it she did she, she die of cancer she basically like knew no she didn't die okay but uh she just knew eventually that thor thor, thor needed needed to to come back 
to his former glory. Which I guess was kind of the part why she was uh, worthy. You know, she knew that she wouldn't be permanent, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously she she had a pretty fan favorite run. I, I haven't read it myself. Uh, I just know, I know most things about it. And so she was a, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Her becoming Thor. Yeah. Wow. It was, it lasted for a, for a, quite a while too. Like, and I then, think half a decade. Wow. She was Thor. That's a long time. Yeah. Or maybe a little less, but it was, it was a sus- substantial was, amount of time. Okay. Wow. Wow. And that was like the official Marvel time. I mean, I don't know how comics Com- were. It was the 616 universe. Which is well, the main one. Yes, the the main comic one. Okay, so he uh, was legitimately Thor for a while. Exactly. But the Thor that we... I don't know how she goes in the movie, so I'll just go well, her Well, in the movies, if you, if you see the trailer, you know you know in Ragnarok, yep. Hela broke the, the hammer. Mjolnir, yeah. Mjolnir. broken. Yep. And Thor now has Stormbreaker that yep. he got in, in Infinity War. Forged in the star. Yep. So, somehow... Mjolnir was repaired because you can see in the trailer that it's like, it's like cracked like by some magical, like it's glowing from the inside. Yeah, we don't know how how it happened, but somehow the the hammer was repaired. It has nothing to do with Thor losing his worthiness. Okay, it's now she just has the hammer for reasons that we'll obviously find out in the movie. Uh, but in the comics, it's like this whole deal about the worthiness of a person. Versus the worthiness of a god. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very interesting story there. I, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm just curious as to why, why now does she have the ability to, I don't think, I, she didn't try to ever. She never tried. I don't I, I, From what I could, I, she never tried. Because, okay. I, I, we don't know if she, if she could have been worthy all this time. I, that's what I wanted to ask. What makes you worthy of Mjolnir? I we think, know Captain America can I, pick it up. Yeah. I think in part it's it's self-assurance oh, that right. what your what your your intentions are pure and noble mm-hmm. with with Majolnir. But it's also there's also a need to be like in the comics at least, you need to be able to to function as a warrior, which okay. is a reason why a character like Spider-Man is apparently not worthy. It, at least from what they've, from what I've read, it's because he's not. He has his no-kill rule, and you need to be able to to make hard decisions like those. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, to 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 be worthy of Mjolnir. Um, but it's it's mainly just pure intentions when it comes to it so like why jane because we don't get any information on jane foster in the second or the first the first or the second movie as to why she moved on like ragnarok i mean we hear at nothing the, about at her. the end of at the end of thor the dark world she's waiting for him and then there's the post credit scene where he comes back and they kiss and it that's where it, they end right the, the movie ends then next time we see thor in Age of Ultron. Yep. There's, I think there's no like mention of it. I think they they mention her once or twice, right? But it's never in a sense of like, oh, they broke up. They don't mention that they broke up until Thor Ragnarok. Exactly, he, which is like 
as I said, like a throwaway line. It's so quick and like blah blah blah. It's yeah, over. exactly. Which I just found kind of insulting. But why? Why is it again? Was it like a contract dispute between I, Marvel and Natalie? I don't remember. I just don't think exactly. Nat- Natalie Portman was because that you have to understand. Marvel Studios, how it is now, and Marvel Studios, how it was back then, is completely different. Mm-hmm. It, it, back then, it was like under the the thumb of Ike Perma. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> his last name, but his name is Ike. He was like the CEO of Marvel, and he made the big decisions. Oh, Even okay. though Kevin Feige was like creatively in control, ultimately. If Ike decided something, it had to be that way. Interesting. And obviously, one step above him was like Bob Iger, which is the was the CEO of Disney. Holy shit, that has to be one. And the thing is, Ike, Ike is a little bit of a controversial figure. Mm. He did not believe in superheroes of color or female superhero movies. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, was he open about this? Or was he just like rumors? I mean... It was pretty heavily discussed. Like, obviously, he's never going to say it, like, in public. So, it was allegedly. 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 We have but to it, say this. But, <laughs> but like, the, the people who have, like, spoken about it are, like, pretty legit. Yeah. So wow, that's uh, insane. Yeah. He's gone now. He is still in charge of Marvel. The thing is, Kevin Feige, he went up to Bob Iger, and he told him, look, either... Something happens with Ike, or I'm leaving. I'm I'm and quitting. The, and Kevin Feige, the MCU is, is his brainchild. Yes, the the MCU would not be where it is without Kevin Feige. So Bob Iger knew that losing Kevin Feige would be a big deal. Yeah, it would kill the the universe yeah, essentially. Exactly, because he's the one spearheading the ideas and making sure that everything connects seamlessly right and obviously like he's not perfect uh no it's but it's such a big ask to like yeah. just drive a cinematic it, exactly so baba i what what they did was they could they can't fire ike right from his position in marvel but they can separate marvel studios the one the the studio in charge of the movies on the show apart from the rest of Marvel. So that they 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 are basically their own thing. They work apart from the rest of Marvel. They don't have to answer to Ike. And that's like Kevin Feige does not need to ask any permission for him. So Ike is in charge of Marvel. So like comic books, merchandising, all of that. Yeah, everybody com- answers to him. Yes, and basically. Marvel Studios, which is shows and movies. Well, okay. At that at that time, the 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 the, the shows were also under Mike, oh. uh, under Ike. They that's why shows like Daredevil, was, Agents of Shield, all these other shows, like were like only connected by by. They they would say it's connected, but they would never like do crossovers between mm-hmm. the, the the two. Well, a little bit between Agents of Shield, but it was always the crossover would always happen in the show. They would never acknowledge anything that happened in the show in the movies. Which was like, th- that was regardless, like the official, like if you're in a movie, that's the MCU. Yeah. Right. Now it's a little, it's a little muddy <laughs> on whether Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still considered canon. Some people think it is. Some people think it's not. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
is like it's it's almost like the black sheep because we, we you know we we got Daredevil we we got Agents uh, of Shield is a great show in its own right right but it it had to deal with a lot of the the legal and like uh things the battles between Kevin Feige and and Ike interesting okay uh, Kevin wanted it to be in the MCU and Ike was no like no, no, no 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 Kevin. Didn't, I don't think Kevin wanted it to be in the MCU. Uh, Ike, Ike was the one that wanted the shows to, to connect to the MCU. I, I guess it didn't fit the vision, right? Yeah, because it, 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 the television department is not the same as the movie department. Mm. So they, they couldn't, like, cover, they couldn't converge their ideas yeah. as seamlessly as they would want. Exactly. It wasn't in the plan. Yeah, exactly. Like- and Ike wanted this whole thing with the Inhumans, they wanted so hard to push the Inhumans as, like, their own version of the X-Men. That oh, never wow. worked out, and it was a whole mess. So, point is, I, I'm pretty sure Natalie just did not like the, the work environment of Marvel Studios back in the day. Yeah. So, she, she, she was pretty pretty open about not being very interested in the direction the 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 character okay. was was gonna take so once Thor Ragnarok popped up originally it was supposed to be a completely different thing in terms of story and tone Ragnarok yeah Ragnarok because even cause if Thor you, one and two were sold gritty and dark yeah if you see the the original like um title uh not the title you know the the up. icon for okay. Thor Ragnarok. It was it was in line with those. It was gritty, it looked really dark. Um but then they hired Taika Waititi. Oh. Who yeah. is Yeah, exactly. That is so like dark. Yeah, exactly. Then they they hired Taika Waititi and he is not a director known for that type of work. Right. Uh and so he he basically soft rebooted the, the 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 Thor franchise. Wow! And decided, well, we're basically all. It's almost like we're starting from scratch. Obviously, they're not. There's gonna, there's still gonna be like the sense of continuity between right. the the movies, but like in tone, in like the characters that will matter, most of it will now be completely new. That's why in Thor Ragnarok they got rid of. The Warrior Warriors Three, uh, Sif was was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, the only thing that carried over was really just Loki and Thor, because even Asgard got blown to shit. <laughs> exactly. So like, yeah. dies. Yeah, Certain Odin dies. Exactly. So a lot was like just goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Which was, for the record, a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like Ragnarok was such a just an amazing success so exactly. i'm glad they took that direction exactly and i'm glad they're continuing it with love and thunder yeah exactly so i'm guessing that because of the popularity of of jane foster as thor in the comics and right now in the mcu there's kind of this sense of push towards the 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 more modern storytelling mm-hmm I'm guessing they they decided now was a good time to bring back Jane Foster into the to the fray, but have her have a more protagonistic role than yes. she did before. Like she was still a pro- protagonist before, 
obviously she was the main love interest, but now now she's almost like an equal. Yes. With Chris Hemsworth in this movie. With exact, especially with well, Mjolnir. Exactly. We'll, we'll learn about soon. Okay. That was awesome. We got so much great information for that question, actually. This third question is kind of weak because you kind of answered it already. Yeah. Which was that uh, what mythology does Gore come from? He doesn't come from... From anywhere. A, and he's an original he's like, Yeah, exactly. So Because I thought, I, I thought Gore... I mean, Thor is from uh, Norse mythology. So I was yes. like, so he, is he from Norse? Maybe he's from Geek. But no, he's a completely original character. Yeah, no, no, because his whole thing is that he wants to kill all the gods. Yeah. So he can't come from... Anywhere uh, specific. Anywhere specific. I mean, but Kratos wanted to kill the gods, and he's from... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, so I mean, that's fine. We can, we can gloss over that question. The fourth one is really good, because I'm super curious, which is... Does Thor ever team up with the Guardians, and do they have any sort of relationship? I mean, not really. They obviously in the comics have interacted before, and they've team. They have teamed up. I don't. I don't know if they've ever teamed up like just Thor and the Guardians themselves, right? But like the Avengers and the Guardians have teamed up in the comics before a couple of times. Because the Guardians aren't part of the Avengers. No, no, no. Uh, I'm doing air quotes. Because the it's the Guardians are their own thing. Like, yeah. I've always been kind of intrigued by this. The Guardians is basically <laughs> the space, the 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 Guardians of Space. I mean, what else do you want me to <laughs> the say? The Guardians of the Galaxy, exactly. Yeah. So, because in the movies they team up with the Avengers, and I guess in during Endgame, uh, an Infinity War, but. But it was always like it, it. always felt unofficial because they just kind of bump into each other in Infinity War, right? Yeah. They're antagonistic to each other, and then they figure out that they're you know they essentially pulling. They the same they just goal. need to to team up and work together for a common goal. Exactly. It's not like oh we are joining the Avengers. No, it's no, there's, no, I don't, no. there's never anything like that. And right after Endgame, they leave. With, yeah, exactly. With Thor, with Thor. like they they just that, leave. That that kind of dynamic is is original to. The to to the to to the movies. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Right. Um. Obviously, Thor does that little joke of as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which they actually did a comic like that. Oh, really? In the in the the main universe of the comics. Cool. But Thor is not even a part of that that team. It's <laughs> it's a ragtag team of like. Uh, as those Guardians. As Guardians, it has uh, some characters like Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill. Okay. It has uh, uh, what was her name? Angela. Angela. Okay. It has Angela. I forget what other characters it had. It didn't run. It didn't run for very long. Okay. <laughs> Not very but, popular. <laughs> but you know, it was a thing for a little while. That's cool. Cause uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been so intrigued with the Guardians. They're so separate yeah. from the avengers i love it I, like for the record yeah. i think it's super it, it, cool. it, good, it makes for interesting world building yeah, because you get to see almost like the guardians and the avengers point of view because the guardians are in space and there's no other hero that works in space right uh well i guess the captain no marvel the nova corp is the biggest like right okay so the nova corp but then isn't the nova corp like they're also heroes yeah and they they have like a main hero which is called Richard Ryder. 
Richard Ryder. Yeah. That, yes. That's he's like the, that, he's like I played the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, <laughs> and that's how I have like above average Guardians of the Galaxy knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So Richard Ryder, I've heard of him, and he's a hero, right? Yes. I also know of Adam. Oh, uh, Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Yeah, he's gonna show up in the third Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. He's been played by I think I saw the actor. Yeah, he's the the guy from, from We Are the Millers. Ah, no, yes, the the eyebrow. Yeah, eyebrows. yeah, the eyebrows yeah. guy. <laughs> the eyebrows. Yes, I forgot. So I know about Adam Warlock. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, so I know I know about the Guardians, and it's so intriguing. They've always been separate from the Avengers. Mm -hmm. So now, like Thor joining them, that's completely new to the movies. Yeah, yeah, this has never happened, and Thor has never operated in space. Before. I mean, yes, he he has. Like, as Asgard is already, like, a separate thing in space uh, itself. Well, you're right. Uh, yeah, they take the bridge. The, the but for the most part, his main bread and butter is, is has always been... Earth. In Earth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just because he, that's where the, the majority of the people he loves is. Right. And he's, the, he's sworn to protect Earth. So that's where he mostly stays. But obviously... He's been to space countless of times. Most of his adventures have been through space because a lot of the Norse mythology, you know, the realms, Hel, uh, Midvalir, all right. those are kind of like their own planets in space. space. So question to you then, what do you, how do you feel about Thor teaming up with the Avengers and him becoming the, part of the Guardians? Well, I mean, I think it's awesome. I think especially because... I've never been of the the mindset that things have to be exactly like the comics, right? Uh, so I think this is this this will lead to some very interesting dynamics. I don't think the Guardians will stay be in the movie for for the entire thing. Though. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be like maybe in the first thirty minutes or so, so and then they're gonna first, leave. Oh, okay. I That's what I said. First act, third act. Yeah, thing. I mean, maybe I don't know. I'm right. I'm just speculating yeah, here. Yeah, we have no clue. Ex so we're not big enough to have insider knowledge. They they maybe Thor will call them off for the final battle because right. he needs help. I mm -hmm. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that th that Thor with the Guardians was just like a pit stop in his okay. in his arc. Okay. So so, so that you, so you're expecting. Him to be like, thank you very much, but I'm gonna go on my own now. Yeah, because Gore. Because from the trailers, uh, from what I could tell, it seems like his his journey in this movie is a journey of self discovery. Yeah, like what is he other than being this warrior? Who is know? Thor? Who is Thor? Yeah, it's sweet. It's nice. Okay, so uh, I I just came up with a question as we were talking because. Uh, I guess I hadn't thought of her because I saw her in Ragnarok. Yeah. But Valkyrie. Yes. Valkyrie is, she was part of a bigger group of women. Yes. Who were warriors and she's the only one left. Exactly. Mistaken. So who is she? Because in Ragnarok, we get a, 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 a small, like, uh, you know, she was part of this bigger uh, uh, group of warriors and they all died. Yeah. I don't remember who killed them. It was Hela. Oh, Hela. Right. Hela kills all of them. And then Valkyrie is the only one left. Yes. Is 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 she like the only one left as well in the comics? Or is that like or is is she just an arbitrary character that I'm pretty up? sure 
I'm pretty sure she's not the last of the Valkyries in the in the comics. Um, because of at least from the few Thor comics, the most recent one that I read was uh, War of the Realms, Mm -hmm. and which was uh, it was a big crossover comic event with the Avengers and everything, but it was very Thor centric. Okay, and I remember the Valkyries were all there. And she was like the captain of the the Valkyries. The one that we see in the movies? Yeah. Specifically? Okay. So, I don't know. I'm it, it Asgard has had a lot of of destruction and rebirth in the comics. There was an entire arc in the comics about Ragnarok and the destruction of Asgard and then eventually it's brought back from right. from that destruction. So, I don't know if like I don't know if the Valkyries were a thing before that Ragnarok and then they died and then they came back. So it's unclear to me. I, I They just it, kind of picked her because she was part of Thor's. Yes. Like, but Valkyrie, and her name is Brunhilda, I Brunhilda, think. Brunhilda, okay. Let me, let me, let me check that just Who to else? be sure. I swear to God, I've heard someone else, like in some other movie called Brunhilda. But, uh, question that i just saw as we were talking because because i was i was just curious this is what good like we since we're not live there can be like dead air like this and I just cut it in post <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's brunhilde brunhilde okay so yeah brunhilde i don't know if it's pronounced like that but that's the name that, of the character in yeah. the movie it's it's the 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 in the movies but it's also the the, the leader the one in the comics okay. brunhilde is like the main Valkyrie in the comics and the one that's like part of the universe and usually she's part of the Secret Avengers. Uh she's Secret part, Avengers? I'm pretty sure she was part of the Defenders uh at some point. Defender. The Defenders in the in the comics it's not like the the show. Like the show. Okay. No, cuz the the show is more like a the four the, anti-heroes from New York. So yeah, sure. it's more of the street level heroes yeah. in the comics the Defenders are more like uh, world altering. They're, they're like these these group this group of like super powerful heroes that like reluctantly have to team up for uh-huh. for something. Fine. And it has Doctor Strange. It has Silver Surfer. It has Hulk. Uh, That's really cool. And it's it's changed for a couple of times. Nice. Uh, it's the thing about the Defenders is in the comics is that they're never like an official team. They're more like. A reluctant team up that needs to happen. Oh, uh, cool. That's really neat. Okay. So yeah. for our last discussion question, I wanted to I wanted to ask a bit of an open-ended one, which is what should we expect? And I mean that as in what should we expect from the characters in the movie, but also going forward mm-hmm. past Love and Thunder. We don't know what happens in the movie. Yeah. But we know what uh, surrounding events are leading up to. Uh, especially with Eternals, because they are also... I was thinking about this. Eternals ended with some of the Eternals mm-hmm. being taken away by... What's by the, the Celestials. The Celestials. And they all operate in space. Yes. And this movie takes place in space. That is true. So I was wondering, you know, if something could happen there. But I guess I wanted to go first with the characters, because I'm not sure if we're going to see... I, oh. I hope they're mainstays, but characters like Valkyrie, like uh, Jane coming back, and Korg. Korg is his name? Uh, yeah. The funny dude. 
like I don't know if they're just here for the express purpose of the movie and we're done. Yeah. Which I I hope not. But what do you think we should be expecting from what we've seen from other yeah. Marvel movies and other shows? How do you well, think we're going to go forward okay. from here? So this is obviously all speculation. Yes. Theories. Uh, this is a theory moment, which is great. I think it's fun. I don't I don't know actually what's going to happen. But my theory is that Thor himself, mm -hmm. like Thor Odinson, is going to be semi-retired. I don't think he's going to die. Okay. I don't think he's going to die in this movie. Some people have have said speculated that he he might as a kind of passing the passing the baton. Um I think he's going to be semi-retired and he's going to obviously show up when he's needed. Uh I and I think <laughs> and I think that Jane Foster as Jane Foster's Thor, she's going to be like the new Earth centric Thor. Oh, you know? Wow. I think it's she just... I mean, uh, if I had to guess I would say that she's going to be like the one that joins the 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 next incarnation of the Avengers. Yep. She's going to be like the new powerhouse uh Thor type hero that you know, brings the, the, the power to the Avengers. Right. Uh, Valkyrie will probably go back also uh, to, to rule over a new Asgard. New Asgard. Yeah, that's the name. And from there, it's kind of hard to say, really. Right. Because uh, Chris Hemsworth has expressed that he is still very much interested in playing the character. That's, yeah, that's what uh, He seems like there's still a lot of stories to explore. Obviously, that could all be misdirection so that we don't expect his character to die in this movie. Right, right. I don't think he'll die, but it is possible. I didn't think about that. Like, I, and from what, what, what I've been thinking is, I haven't, I haven't thought about him dying. Yeah. I didn't think Thor would die in this movie, and it's because mostly... Of what Chris Hemsworth has said, like he's so interested in playing the character, yes. and we had we had some murmurs back when Endgame was about to come out about Tony uh, about Robert Downey and Chris Evans retiring, like be, beginning to get tired of the yes. role and how it like locked them in to yes. that like you know yes, and Chris Hemsworth have, has expressed the opposite exactly, very, and their their contracts were coming up, and like there was no rumblings of them re re upping and i was like okay then tony and uh captain america and iron man aren't aren't gonna back. continue yes. and I, I was kind of prepared for that and for thor since he's been so he's been so like Adamant. i want to keep going I, yeah. I love this role from chris i was like then there's no way but now that you mention it bringing back jane and giving her such a huge role you know she has mjolnir yes she's like Almost a younger, invigorated uh, Thor. Now, I'm not saying Thor is old. Yes. But Thor has gone through so much. Maybe it's time for someone else to take the baton. Yeah. And I'm. But so there's also so there's also sense. there's also the possibility that Jane might die in this movie. I was thinking. I don't. That. I, don't I, I feel like I also don't think that will possible. happen. But I still think it is a possibility, specifically because if they're going to adapt the cancer plot, which I'm pretty sure they are, they are going to to adapt that. Oh wow. Because. Uh, another thing that I forgot to mention about the cancer plot is that every time she turns into Thor, 
all progress of chemotherapy and all these things that she's done to to like keep it at bay it is all like reset she is it's kind of like every time she turns into thor she's fucking her body even more oh she, so she dies quicker she yeah when she's in when she has mjolnir i'd say yes okay wow i didn't know that i thought it was the opposite since she becomes a god she would like stop all mortal yes. illness but no it kills her quicker yes every time she she detransforms from being thor because she's not she doesn't stay in her thor form for so she like can forever. turn it on and off yes actually okay and and so you're like pretty certain about this cancer thing. I was expecting that to not come up, but now that if that comes in, then we could almost be certain that yeah, she's going to die, right? If if I want to say if, certain, but it is a possibility. Because uh, if she doesn't die in Love and Thunder, it's only it's like a matter of time. Yes, right. So I, I think I don't remember how, but I'm pretty sure she she, she dies she, from the cancer. I think she dies from the cancer, but eventually she's brought back. Oh. Or something. I think again. I ha I haven't read that that comic. I've been beating to, right. but like, if I'm not mistaken, either she died from the 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 cancer, and that's why she had to stop being Thor, mm -hmm. or she like had to retire so that she could like actually come back from cancer. Yes, exactly. Okay. And be in remission. Okay, okay. Uh, because I do know that she. If she does die, it's not a permanent thing because eventually she comes back after War of the Realms. Right. Which in that storyline, all the Valkyries, including the main one, uh, get wiped out. Right. And she takes over as Valkyrie. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So she becomes Valkyrie. Yes. After, after, you know, Odinson goes back to being Thor, she turns into, she becomes Valkyrie and she has this new weapon called the, the all weapon. That she can transform it into all in, into all sorts of different all weapon. Gotcha. Um, That's but really cool. There's a, there's a, there's there's also other things. Uh, the blade, the blade that that Gore has. Okay. It is called the All Black. The, the All Black. All Black. The Necro Sword. Okay. Cool. That's and awesome. <laughs> there's a little there's a little bit of a interesting history with that sword. Okay. Because. It was created by Null, the the god of the symbiotes. God of the symbiotes, obviously being related to Venom, okay. to Carnage, and all those. The god of the symbiotes created the sword. Yes, that because gore... he's he's like the god of darkness, basically. The, okay. uh, when all of creation was before all of creation was made, he was like. The god of everything until creation started and every there was light and there was beauty and whatever. Right. And so yeah, Gore. I'm uh, not not Gore. No, was is the god of the symbiotes, and he wants to extinguish the light from from the world, and he creates the Necroblade, and he was fighting the the when he crashes into. Oh, he's one of the two that's. Fighting? Yes, he's he's the he was the one that was fighting the. The the golden god that oh, crashed in front of Gore. Like, and who's who is the golden armored god? Uh okay. So the thing is, the the opposite of symbiotes in the they they, they this is a very recent revelation, but okay. 
the opposite of them, the the light side is called the om is it the om omniforce? It's there's there's this recurring thing uh force mm -hmm. that helps heroes in times of need and turns them into Captain Universe. Okay. And it gives them immense power. Uh, even Spider-Man uh, turned into Captain Universe for, for a bit. And he was able to take on the Hulk while, oh, while, while he had that power. So uh, that, that god, I believe, was the Captain Universe of, of that time. Interesting. And uh, so that, what, the, what, the reason why I mentioned this is because obviously... Sony has the rights to Venom and the symbiotes. Yep. So there's obviously it's very unclear what the origin of the Necrosword will be in this movie. I don't think it will be related to no. Okay. It could be. Maybe they, they did a deal with Sony to, to be able to include that side of the lore. We got Venom in, in a Marvel movie. But that was Spider-Man. Spider-Man was already made it produced by sony themselves right yeah you're so right, you're they, right. they they had it's different it's very different yeah anything any spider-man movie even if it takes place in the mcu is fair game to to include that okay and they can do contracts to include characters from the from the sony verse in, in, MCU. in the mcu that's why spider-man obviously shows up in in the avengers movies right but they can't the the mcu can't just do it willingly. Like, yeah, say I'm gonna use this, and it's, you know, it's just that. They have to pay so, so they anytime Spider-Man comes up on screen, they they're paying Sony. Yes, for the rights. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. I, I just it's a collaboration. That, I thought they 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 bought him back. No, 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 no. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, so they may change the origin story of the sword, which yes. would be kind of a shame because it's such a big deal. Uh, from a like my my casual brain just got blown by Noel and like the sword coming from him. Yeah. But what I what I think could happen in this movie, which is just I'm I'm trying to see bigger picture because I'm trying to see who are we getting after Thanos. Mm -hmm. Right? That's just something I've been thinking about cuz Thanos got built up for a decade essentially. Yes. You know, and he eventually he was the big guy and he's dead now and you know, Thanos is over. And we've had other big villains. Yes. And I have two in mind. Yes. Which I, I guess you can correct me immediately if I'm like super off. One of them uh -huh. is um Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Because Doctor Doom, I know he's a Fantastic Four villain. villain, but he's like the shit. Yeah, yeah. Like he is insanely powerful from what I've Yes. And he's very smart and and I, I know he's he's a fantastic war villain, but he has a lot of more potential. Yes. So it's either Doctor Doom, which would be cool, but I feel like they would go for something bigger like Galactus. But uh, with Galactus, I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure the how thing, they the, would. The thing about Galactus is that he's an immense, powerful threat. Right. But he's not a character with much motivation behind his actions he's more like a he's more of a how uh, like like a tornado you know it's it's a it just happens. it's a force of nature force of that nature. that you just have to deal with okay galactus is the same way 
he has this insatiable hunger that he cannot control that makes him need to eat worlds to survive and so i don't i even though i do think galactus eventually will be coming i don't think he's gonna be the new thanos you think he's gonna be a, a, like a movie villain yes because uh, he he appears in fantastic four too yes he appears in as fantastic. like a circle he oh. he's like this cloud thing. Yeah, he's that, not really. I was. So it's very very lame. Yes, <laughs> like those movies. But but isn't Doctor Doom like involved in bringing him? I don't remember. Uh, no, no. the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer, yeah, because yes. he, Silver Surfer is like the. Ah oh, fuck! I forgot. I forgot the word. Like a messenger. It's basically like a messenger, but it had a specific. Uh, the Herald, the Herald of the Galactus, Herald of Galactus. Okay. and he's the one that always comes to a planet. To warn them of his arrival before they they because Silver Surfer is a good guy. Yes, right? yeah, I mean and... he works for Galactus, but he's like he's he's morally good, but he's like obligated. Obli yes, he's bound to to work for Galactus, basically. Yeah, because at the end of Fantastic Four two, we kind of figure out that he's a good dude because he can speak English. I think it is. I mean, he can. He does later in the movie. But uh, but, I, but in any case, I thought it was gonna be Galactus or Doctor Doom, right? We haven't seen Doctor Doom yet. I'm I'm, I'm sure he's gonna come to the MCU yes. with the Fantastic Four. But I just I would like for it to be Doctor Doom because Doctor Doom, even though he's like mortal, I just believe he's smart enough to I to like have anyone come at his yes. feet. I completely agree. The thing about Doctor Doom is that he is ego, 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 right. and it's for a good reason. He is one of the smartest people in the world, one of the most capable people in the world. He's like the ruler of an entire land, Latveria. Right. Uh, he's not only a master of science, he's a master of magic. So he... Like magic as in like Doctor Strange magic? Yes, Doctor Strange magic. Holy tits. So okay. he, is the, he is not the, not the best, but he's like one of the most proficient people in both sides. Right. Which combined makes him completely like a powerhouse almost, unstoppable. almost unstoppable yeah and uh but i'm surprised you didn't mention kang the conqueror kang the conqueror i yes. don't know much about kang so okay I'm, I'm, brief details kang right. the conqueror is a ta a time traveler that's his like main stick right uh he goes from timeline to timeline to make to make sure to ensure that he becomes the ruler of the of the world uh he will manipulate the timeline in any way he wants just to make sure that he succeeds in his goal okay i, I see him now and he was introduced at the end of loki he that's kang the conqueror yes that's a I, good version of kang the conqueror because considering he's messed with time so much there's a lot of different he, he, Variants. Like, he talks about, like, if you fuck this up, I'm not the one coming back. Yes. Right? Because if, as he explained, there's, like, this war between the different incarnations of, of Kang. Right. Uh, and if you kill, if he's been working to make sure that no other Kang can spring up except for him. And now that he's gone, all the other Kangs are coming, are gonna come. And his his next appearance is already confirmed to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Interesting. And when is that movie coming out? 
I think it's next year, if I'm not mistaken. And that's the first Kang appearance. Well, I mean, Loki was technically the first Kang appearance, right. but this will be like the first time he shows up as a villain. So we're so probably King of the Kong is going to be our next Thanos. He well, I would describe him this again, all theory. I would describe him as the next Loki. In the sense, you know how Loki was the the uniting force in the first phase of the MCU. Right, right. He was he was like the big the first. So we got Loki, we got Ultron, and then we got Thanos, and then we got Thanos. Yes, I would. Everybody answered to Thanos, though. Exactly. So I would say that that uh, Kang the Kang the Conqueror is probably going to be the next Loki. Avengers level threat, but he's not going to be like the ultimate threat, threat that. Everybody has to come together to defeat. So who at do the you think of- is over, Ken? Well, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Doctor Doom. If it's Doctor Doom. Because. Oh my God, that would be, be so awesome. Because. Specifically because. There is this amazing storyline. Probably my favorite event comic of it, all of Marvel. It is called Secret Wars. There's been two Secret Wars. I've heard One, you talk about this. The, the first Secret Wars, which was the first crossover event in the in the comics which was just it wasn't it had nothing to do with the multiverse and it, uh, it was just this guy this god like being called the beyonder he summoned a bunch of marvel heroes and a bunch of marvel villains and put them in this this little hub he created yeah. to fight it out for his entertainment wow uh and that's actually the first time that spider-man gets the symbiote suit in the comics. Cool. He gets it Secret in Battle Wars. World. Yeah. Battle World. That's that's what he creates, right? Yeah, he it's called Battle World. I've heard of it. Now the sec the second more modern version of Secret Wars. Now that is like a Game of Thrones huge epic of like amazing proportions where the multiverse is like collapsing on itself. Incursions are destroying multiple realities and at the end the one who saves with quotation marks saves all of reality is dr doom because he he basically saved chunks of each reality that that was destroyed and put them into his own version of battle world that now like it all all those realities now coexist in this one world which he is the ruler of holy doctor doom doctor doom yes uh, so you okay he he so takes was, he was, because in, in the com, in the in the secret war comic it, the beyonders which was you know a tie into the first secret war yeah the beyonders are apparently this race that were the ones who created the entire multiverse and now they got tired of the multiverse of existence and they were just, just destroying the multiverse in its in itself. And that's why the, the the incursions were happening, which the incursions name dropped in Doctor Strange 2. Okay. Nice. Uh so it's already like hinting at, at that. Doctor Doom, using this other villain called Molecule Man, he Molecule. takes the 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 fight to the Beyonders, and using Molecule Man as a battery because Molecule Man has the godlike powers. He uses Molecule Man as a basically a battery 
to absorb the power of the Beyonders into himself so that he now has the power of God. Oh, Dr. Doom is so cool, man. Yes. I hope they do him justice. Oh, yeah. Me, me, because they, they kind of shat a, on him the in thing, the movie. The, they, 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 there's been the two movies. Dr. Dooms in the movies, uh, the first one and the second one. They've both had their issues. They have not been full Doom. Yeah, because so this Dr. Is Doom the, is such a... He is... Yes, he is. The thing, but and the thing about Doctor Doom is that he can be good and bad. Mostly bad because he believes that he is the only person capable of ruling the world from stopping it from sure destruction. Right. Because in the comics, he's seen different timelines of the future, and the only and the only timeline where the world is at peace is the one where he rules. That's why he's so dead set. In that it has to be him, and he doesn't doesn't care what. You obviously he's gonna do it by force. That's what makes him a villain, right? But he won't take no for an answer, exactly, and that makes him dangerous. But he knows when he has to like let go of that for a, for a bit, and he and he has to like help with the bigger picture, right? So he's like he's a very nuanced character. I love him. I love that about him. They're, they're, he's going to make you question, like, who's right? Just like Thanos. I mean, yes. a lot of people were like, was he right? Yes. So with Doctor Doom, I'm hoping for that. And I just, I can't wait for that. But I, uh, but, but, but yeah. I think, I think definitely with Doctor Doom, they should start small. Just yeah. have him, him. Yeah. Have, have him be the villain before he, he, he one-ups himself. And becomes a god. And yeah. Like, obviously, don't introduce him in Secret Wars. And just like suddenly, oh, he he's a god. Like oh, I don't think that that does his story justice. No. There's a lot of there's a lot you need to do before Doom gets to that position. I hope there's there's a movie, and I think he where they sh- where, where that like they almost kill him. Yes, right. That he's like that close, like this close. I'm doing a pinch motion. And the, the thing is, he's also the ruler of a land, so there's also politics involved in why the heroes can't just show up and kill him. Right. There's a lot. Oh my god. I'm so excited. But but yeah, my, my general theory is that we're going to find out about one of the bigger villains at the end of Love and Thunder because of the setting of space and Earth and the gods. Yes. So either that be um, Kong, Kang, or Doctor Doom, something. But, yes. But yeah, that's... I'm hoping, that's I'm hoping I there's like... I don't think Doom will be involved in Love and Thunder uh, because Doom, at least... To start with, he shouldn't he shouldn't be involved with space yet. Okay. Uh, but, 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 I mean, the movie is also kind of in Earth. Yes. On Earth, excuse me. Uh, but I do think that one, the thing that I hope they, they start introducing is Galactus and the Silver Surfer. I think that's a possibility cool. on what they might introduce uh, around the, the post-credit scene. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe like with uh, with Eternals in space, we'll also get something Eternals related, and by proxy Galactus, and maybe the next Eternals movie, the main villain is Galactus yes. with Silver Surfer. Um, but yeah, I'm also excited who they're gonna cast for Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, because that's gonna be that. There's been so much speculation and some like thrown around. Yeah, not, well, not speculation because there hasn't been like any official word yet, but there's been a lot of fan casting involved about who people think should should play him 
Um, the one I see most thrown around is uh, I see Brian Cranston thrown around a lot. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't. I even though I love his performance, I don't think. Uh, I think there needs to be a little bit more seriousness. Not to say that Brian Cranston can't do serious, but every his roles are like both serious but also a little bit goofy. Yeah. Even with even with Walter White, yes, which he's a monster. Like yeah, in but the he's show. still like when you when you not you're not looking at him under the the lens of Heisenberg. He's kind of like this goofy dad vibe. Yeah, I mean, but I guess it kind of plays into Marvel has a comedic undertone. Look, yes, so but I don't think Doom should be comedic. You think he should be like like Thanos? He Thanos should, was very yes, serious. That's a straight a straight villain. Straight villain. Okay, I guess Brian Cranston then would be too goofy for the role. I mean, I I'm not saying that I don't see it, uh, but I, 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 if there's one thing we should trust Marvel in, it's at least the casting. Yes, I know it's not. There's some people who who like some casting. It's like uh, I would have done this one, but for the most part, for the most part, they've always nailed the character. Their, their, their casting. Yes, and Doctor Doom is such a big character that I at least trust. That they will, I'm sure very much. I'm sure they're casting now. And yeah. They have no plans for him anytime soon because they need to get it perfect. Honestly, if if it were me, I would intro because the Fantastic Four movie is coming up. I wouldn't. I would not make Fan uh, Doctor Doom the 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 main villain of that movie because oh, it's already been done right. twice. But I would at least introduce him in that movie. Yeah, whoever as, the villain is answers to him. Maybe. Either answers to him or maybe he's just like. A looming threat in the background cool. that they don't know about, or at the very least, at the very least, post-credit scene or name drop like yes. Victor. What was his name? Victor. Victor Von Doom. Victor Von Doom. Just like a name drop. Yeah. Like maybe Reed. Uh, uh, Reed is he's reading something. He's like, Ooh, "Who's this Victor Von Doom dude?" And like it's like whatever. And it's like, "Whoa, the name's there." I mean, the thing is, Doom and Reed have such an interesting relationship yes, yes. because they've known each other since college, right? And I think. I think that that dy dynamic has to be there because that they're they're their their rivalry is also a big plot point in Secret Wars and I mean, how Doom has always been secretly jealous of Reed and how Reed has always thought that Doom Victor can do better than what he's doing. Yes. And so that dynamic that it needs to be established as well and that's why i kind of hope uh john krasinski i i like john krasinski but i don't think he should play reed i'm glad that he he because a lot of people were fan casting him as reed yeah and like i'm glad that he got his chance in multiverse of madness but i think for the main reed of the main universe they should get someone like new okay fair I think he's good for the role. I mean, I, I understand it. Difference of opinions. I just think that John Krasinski, after seeing his work, not just in, like, um, The Office, obviously, com comedy, but with, um... Jack Ryan? No, the, the horror movies. Oh, uh, The Quiet Place. The Quiet Place. Because he wrote and directed and starred in those movies. Yeah. And, you know, if if, if that's the mind that he has... Then he has the ability to play a serious I'm, character. I, like, I'm sure that he could, if he wanted to play Reed well. Right. And it's not that I didn't like his performance in Multiverse of Madness, but I think there could be a better casting. 
for the character because Reed is such a cold and calculating character. He's so smart. He needs to some. It needs to be someone that can illustrate just how smart this character really is. And that's where I feel like John Krasinski might not be able to deliver because he can play the leader role yes. well. He can play the action hero well, but yep. Reed Richards is not an action hero. He is a scientist first and, first and foremost. Even before being a hero, the his main thing is science. Who played and, him in the in the other in the first uh, Fantastic Four? Uh, I forget his name. I forgot his name too. But because Miles Teller is Reed Richards in the fucking first, which is I just don't think that's real well. I mean, Miles Teller could have done a good job, honestly. I haven't, I haven't seen that, that Fantastic Four, actually. You shouldn't. It's, <laughs> but I don't think Miles Teller was bad for the role. I just oh. think the, 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 the script... Was terrible? It's bad, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. I and, think Miles Teller could especially do a great Ultimate Reed Richards, which Ultimate Reed Richards is a, is a version of the character that is younger than his main comic universe Ooh. counterpart but the things that happen in his story lead him to having a mental breakdown and he becomes evil cool. yeah. and i, and I yeah, think because he's i mean especially with top gun he's a big big budget actor now and people yeah. know his face so he would it wouldn't be like out of the blue but yeah we're running i think we're a bit long and we've gone super sidetracked yeah. we're talking about love and thunder but but we're done those were the questions that's everything you need to know plus a little bit extra on Thor Love and Thunder coming out July 8th. We're going to go watch it. We're going on separate days, but we're still getting our recording the same day and hopefully posting. Yes. Uh, we're going to we're going to be after. having the conversation fresh out of the gate. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely great. So make sure to watch it with us. Next episode, uh I guess it's this self-explanatory. It's going to be riddled with spoilers. So be prepared for that. But other than that, thank you everybody so much for listening to our podcast. This was episode three of The Marvelous and The Marvelous. Follow me on Twitch, on Twitter, on YouTube, your neighbor. Uh, I have we have a I have a Discord as well. Follow Doc on his personal Twitter. Mm-hmm. On uh and and follow both of us here on Spotify or Anchor, wherever you're listening to, rate us. It'll help us a bunch. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Have a marvelous day. Have a marvelous day. And we'll see you next time.